What is up, Art World? Hello, everybody. Hey, we're back. We are back. And I'm going to just say, I have my just beautiful co-host sitting across from me. Oh, thank you. I love the compliments. Uh, You are wearing a super cute shirt. (laughs) It, I wish everyone could see it. Could you post uh, a picture Absolutely of you not. in your shirt? What? I will not be objectified that way. Oh, my God. Just kidding, guys. I, I want to <laughs> check out my Instagram. <laughs> At call the police. All right. Uh, full transparency. This is our second time recording. First time through, Catherine and I just went on like a little love fest of just giggling and complimenting each other back and forth and then realized that's not what you guys want. <laughs> You want more of the meat of the art world than as just our love for each other. And yet we had to, had to get complimented anyway. Exactly. So sorry, but uh, not sorry. But we love you guys, too. I'm sure you guys look amazing right now. I believe it. Mm-hmm. I think so. Wherever you are in the world. Did you get excited when you like see someone and they're just like, you know, clearly have just painted and have those painty hands do i get excited yeah i feel like you do i know you get excited when people look at your hands oh i yeah you know those oil paint stains i thought this was the weirdest question when you just asked it to me a couple seconds ago but you know every time we interview someone that has like paint on their clothing uh-huh. i get excited i know your eyes light up them yeah i did that at the americans for the arts conference some Did guy you? had paint all over his pants and was like, hey, I like your pants. Yeah. So thank you. <laughs> that one guy who had paint on his belt and you're like, that's not a nice belt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but he, I mean, oh. this guy, side story, uh, we were out uh, girls night at a bar and uh, we walk outside and this guy starts to try and talk to our girl group. And he says that he's an artist. And then Lisa attacks him with, show me your art. Are you an artist? I know what an artist is. And you're not an artist. And this poor guy followed. That makes, you just made me sound so terrible. This was before Art World Podcast. That's not what I said. I just shamed him and compared him to Catherine. You're like, oh, do you have work at Art Basel? And he was like, I don't even know what that is. And, and then I went, <laughs> And, and turned away. He says, shame, shame. <laughs> I know that joke now. I'm so proud of you for finally watching Game of Thrones. Episode or season five. Well, now that we just made me sound like a terrible person. Shoot. I loved every moment of it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't help it. I mean, I only. <laughs> All right. So today we're talking about stuff. We, we have a full list of random things that we're like, yeah, we could talk about this. But we are going to be changing our format a little bit. And we're going to do one podcast a week. Just one. Just one. Because, uh, you know, we work full time. And it's hard. It is hard, guys. We love providing you quality content. And we love going out to meet artists. But man, we were... We were doing like three a week. Yeah, we were killing ourselves. So I hope you enjoyed all of that. And please continue to listen because we will be doing at least one a week. And uh, we're going to figure out a day where we consistently drop them. Yeah, and for some reason, we heard you guys really like it when we just talk. 
So um, we're going to be shooting to do every other with a guest. So um, you'll spend more time more time with, with us. yours truly. Uh, and once you get, start regretting this, you can shoot us a DM. Yeah, we're listening to you, to what the people want. Yeah, it's not about us. It's about you. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at you. <laughs> <laughs> so for the first topic that we wanted to discuss, Lisa and I went to Secret Walls. And it is throughout the country. Is it's international. It's international. International. And what it is, it's this event that you go to and they have artists competing against each other. And they're usually just on there. So they have a space on the wall that is dedicated to them. And they only have black paints and like Sharpie markers yeah, it's black paint, white wall, art battle, timed. Yeah, and it was... No pencils, number one rule. Was it an hour and a half? Yeah, I think so. So Lisa and I showed up super early. Note to anyone that's going to this event. Don't you, show up that early. You don't have to show up right when the event says it starts. Because you won't miss anything. There is a such thing as being too punctual. <laughs> and and, us. and too overdressed. <laughs> And that was us, too. <laughs> uh, it was so much fun. Yes. It I, was a lot of fun. I loved it. I was all in on it. Um, I thought it was a really fun way to showcase art. Uh, the artists were into it. The crowd was into it. I was into it. I don't know if you were into it. Um, I was into it. Um, I do think there's an interesting conversation about making artists compete Yes. That I think a lot of artists are against. However, and I think we've talked about this before, being an artist is competition. Like you're competing for space and gallery representation and museum shows. But but usually it's competing against yourself to be a better artist rather Mm -hmm. than directly in a setting competing against each other so i thought that was an interesting element that i really hadn't seen before yeah and i was in some ways kind of surprised by it because when we started this whole podcast we tried to do um a raffle of like hey leave a review uh we'll pick one person from those they leave their you know at to either come on the podcast or we'll send them some merch something um and when we threw it out there i mean I got roasted on Reddit by people just digging in on how artists should never compete for anything. Mm-hmm. I was like, it's not a competition. It's a raffle. And then you get self-promotion at the end. Like, super common. Mm-hmm. Well, they hated it. And do I took you, it down. Do you think it was mainly from people who are artists that were saying that? Or maybe people who weren't and just had this notion that... I, w- I think it was all artists. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And it was just so interesting. So then to go from like kind of having that always in the back of my mindset to an art battle Mm -hmm. was like, well, look at this. These are artists hardcore competing. Yeah. For money. For money. Um, And they're doing it. So the way that it's set up is there's three judges and two are guests that they invite. Mm -hmm. And then the third judge is the crowd. So uh, they do a crowd meter. What is that called? Yeah, like uh, it's a um, oh, a decimal meter. meter. Mm-hmm. Decimal meter, yeah. 
And then whoever wins that then goes on to the next event Mm -hmm. and the amount of artists competing gets smaller and smaller until they have the finals. Yeah, so they have a bracket up of um, artists and they're basically running it like any March Madness sporting event, um, which is pretty cool, which I know one of your complaints was it was all men competing at it. Mm -hmm. But I know throughout the other brackets there were many women involved. Mm -hmm. But I also think this is a very specific type of artist who would compete in this because it's it's like a street art meets pop art. Yeah, there's definitely a graphic very graphic because you only have the white you know the black on white kind of feel so it becomes very graphic Mm -hmm. comic book pop arty it was very interesting and i think you're right there is a certain type of artist that would sign up for this competition i would never do it because it's not my uh, i challenge you i know you do you know, I'd make it into a performance piece where I would just sit there and like eat a cupcake and say that's performance art because I refuse no, to compete. I, I <laughs> challenge you to do it because, OK, we made a promise a long time ago. We were going to do have content that, that for Lisa. Us. So I challenge you. <laughs> All right. I can't do though. I'm not an artist, but you can because you, you were going to also go to a paint and uh, wine place mm-hmm. where you paint by number mm-hmm. see but i'm good with painting i'm not a graphic i want to see you artist. try i might I, I, if i have to go do like new drawing classes and like okay do the model when you do like, you your uh, first new drawing class i will <laughs> sign up to do a secret walls done okay i signed up already no you didn't <laughs> no i didn't <laughs> I do like about this event that they don't hide the competition factor. It not is in your face and they're not ashamed about it. They they aren't getting it made hung it fun. up on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's really interesting to see the artists make something right in front of your face and how it develops. You could definitely tell that some artists had a plan going into it and some did, but then winged it and then had some mistakes that I think hindered their pieces one thing that i didn't like and maybe it's just the culture of the secret walls is they had two artists who were next to each other competing side by side and they would make their pieces what what is the right they were a disc yeah to diss the other person it was like a roast of the other artist and that was actually one of my favorite parts See, I, I thought it was. I thought it added just like this level of entertainment, mm-hmm. and I feel like that's almost how you have to judge it too. Is like who's dissing each other better? Because mm-hmm. the technical skills, everything else, it's kind of a wash once you're there. Yeah, I would agree with you. There, there was one artist I think that wasn't up to par with the other three, but he had a major mistake. He did. And because I've looked back and he's competed a ton of other events. Really? And has done okay. a lot better. So, because I thought so too. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Yeah, maybe it was just an off day. It is very interesting. I definitely think that you, sh- you as the listeners should look into going. It's only $10. Yeah, 10 bucks. They, they run a bunch of promotions. Food trucks. They had beer. Oh, cheap beer, which your girl was all in on. Yes. 
very cheap beer. Just kidding, I had one. Yeah, singular <laughs> beer. But she enjoyed the price point. Uh, yeah, one dollar make mm-hmm. you holler. Yeah, it was definitely worth going to. Um, so that was super fun, and then another event. You went to a conference. I did. I went to the Americans for the Arts conference in Minneapolis. I can't say it. Minneapolis? Minneapolis. Is that right? Sure. The Twin Cities. (laughs) This was my first conference that I went to. So I went last year to their arts marketing conference. Mm -hmm. And that was really interesting. The Americans for the Arts conference I thought was worth it if you're a professional working in a nonprofit or government or a fabricator in the business of art. I don't think individual artists need to go there unless it's purely for um, networking. But it was good networking? Very good networking. People are super open to meeting you and what you do. And there were some artists there. So we went on a public arts tour. Did you tour. Like, spot each other and... No, are you <laughs> got hard eyes? Um, I feel like most of the time you can't tell. You can there. tell. Maybe you can. <laughs> I can't. I'm like, oh, you're an artist. <laughs> That's awesome. But they, there were some artists there, and mainly public arts artists, because that was the focus of the pre-conference. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. But it was really interesting and worth going to if you're in the professional realm i don't know if uh if you work at a private gallery if you have to go because it's a lot of it is about fundraising okay for art organizations interesting mm-hmm. is there anything specific you learned that you want to share with all of our artists out there i do so and mainly what i was focusing on was the public arts side of things i didn't think you'd be this prepared to be honest oh really <laughs> <laughs> i want to emphasize and i think I've been thinking about this a lot in my own position is if you are a public arts artist or are thinking about getting into that realm, um, it's really important to remember that every single city does it differently or an organization or a commercial agency that hires you to do a piece. They all have a different process and um, not getting hung up. So just as an example, like, For the city of Santa Clarita, we as staff don't pick anything. There's no decisions that we make. We it's all done by committees. Um, So if you don't like a piece in the city, it's not on staff. It's on the committee and then arts council and then city council. That's how that approval process goes. In Riverside, it's completely different. The arts coordinator there handpicks the artists that she works with and the art pieces that's cool it is cool that's the move it's scary because i can see a piece going in that is a strong public art piece but if your residencies don't think that it's all on her shoulders completely dang Mm mm-hmm so it's just a very interesting process because I work with artists all the time who have worked with governments and think they know the process, but it's it's amazing how different it is. Just Riverside isn't even that far from us. It's fascinating. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Oh, cool. and I went to the sculpture garden 
and I uh, was posting on our story. Oh, 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 I have a question. Yeah. Um, the big spoon. Yes. I saw chairs kind of leaned up at the end. Can you sit in those chairs? You can, but I wouldn't if you're a single woman alone. Why? Because it was like daylight and empty. People make me angry. I walked around and then I was like, oh, I'm tired. I'm going to sit in this nice white chair. And there was two empty chairs next to me. I didn't move the chair to have it sit alone. And then two seconds later, I had my headphones in and everything. As a symbol of don't talk to me, I want to look at the spoon. And the spoon is right in the middle of a fountain. It's really Mm -hmm. pretty. It's got this big cherry. Really nice to just lounge there. Two seconds later, this guy sits down and starts talking to me and then asks me if I was uh, single. And he was there with his daughter. And then he said I was nice to look at. And I was like... Dude, there's art all around us. Leave me alone. And I was angry because then I had to get up and walk away because he was still talking to me. It's so hard getting hit on. By by <laughs> old... I'm at the age now where I'm getting hit on by older men. Dude, right? And I'm like, you look... I love my dad, but he looked like my dad's age. I know I'm 30, guys. So I'm going to be 30, 30 this year. But, um, yeah, I don't know. He had gray in his beard. Was it like a lot of gray? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is fine. I just am, I would like to sit in a chair and look at public art without people talking to me. Okay, so, um, back to my question the chair oh, yeah. on the spoon. There was not a yeah, chair. Yeah, there on is. The spoon. I saw it in your video. There were chairs around. No, it was like on it. It looked like it was sitting on it. So you could like sit like and you're like looking up at the spoon. Oh, no, you can't sit in that chair. No. Uh. Uh-uh. Oh, it's a lot less exciting. I think now. you should look it up. I don't think there's a chair. <laughs> I will carry on. We're going to post uh, these photos um, of the the public art pieces. Um, I mean, I already had them on the story, but they were really cool. The um, cherry and spoon one was from a pop artist, but my favorite was this tree that was part of a 7,000 tree project that this artist went and planted 7,000 trees around the world. And then another artist, uh, Pierre, ooh, uh, something. Uh, H-U-Y-G-H-E. Uh, he did uh, wind chimes, and he's from France, and he did 47 chimes, which altogether is 288 tubes. And what he wanted to do was take this composer, John Cage, one of his pieces, and then have a tune... All right, a note from one of his pieces. I'm really explaining this rough. He took one of John Cage's uh, music pieces, and then each chime was a note from those music pieces that he hung in this tree. And then every time the wind blowed, it was deconstructing, deconstructing and recreating this uh, music composition that John Cage uh put together what did i say 
They're doing great. Um, so that was my favorite piece there. But if you're ever in the area, you should definitely go check it out. There was another piece that I liked because Lisa's still... Uh, I, look- I don't think you posted the spoon on our story. I did. No, I just went through all of them. Oh, well, I'll post it on our Instagram. Um, also, I did look up and there was no chair. There was no chair? But it really looked like it in your video. Oh, that's Because I weird. stopped and I was like, I was like, that's so cool. Now they need to add a chair. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. There was, okay, last piece. There was one that was called For Whom? And it's a Chris Martin piece from 2012. And it was old bell that they were getting rid of at a church. And so the artists, they were getting rid of it because in inside the bell, the like thing that hits the sides of it uh-huh. was broken. What What was it? What is it called? It's like a little little thingy that hangs down in the middle middle of a bell. That, that when you move the bell, it hits the side of the wall. I, and I makes, don't think I'm quite. I don't know quite what, what you're is talking that about. Called? Can you describe it for me? It's called a dingling. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's the correct term, but that's the one I'm going to use so for this. It podcast. was missing the dingling. No, it had one, but it wasn't. They, the church didn't like it anymore because it's dingling wasn't <laughs> making the correct sound that the church wanted. So they bought a ding dong. So they bought, yeah, they bought a new ding dong bell and we're getting rid of this one. But the bell's super old. So this artist brought it to this park, took out the dingling, dingling, and then every hour, like on the hour, like a clock, it it rocks back and forth. Can you make the sound for us? It doesn't make a sound. That's why it's so weird because it doesn't have a dingling. So it's just this haunting looking bell that swings back and forth a couple times every hour. It creeped me out so much <laughs> that I love it. And then I thought about like if aliens come down to Earth, they're like, what is this? soundless bell ringing every hour. like what is this for that's what you thought of i thought about that it was creepy you thought of aliens yes <laughs> because really the bell you completely took the bell out of its purpose it doesn't make any sounds and looking at all the other bells in the world that has a dingling <laughs> to make sound <laughs> and this one doesn't and it's just this ghost bell hanging out in this park with a spoon and a cherry and a blue uh rooster that's there too an old man and aliens (laughs) i it was quite an adventure i'm gonna make that our title (laughs) dingling old men and aliens (laughs) i think you need to talk a little bit more about aliens nah we never (laughs) need to talk more about aliens i'm gonna look up some alien art there's gotta be some out there um i'm sure (laughs) If not, I'm doing it myself. Alien pa- pageant art. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> You're onto something. <laughs> I'm gonna run in another pageant and just be green. Do you believe in aliens? Uh, do I believe that aliens have visited us on Earth? I don't think so. 
But I do think there's so many planets out there that there's got to be some kind of living organism on some other planet. What do you think? I think that was a great response. And your pageantry just shined through there. Oh, good. Good job. All right. So next topic. Voicemails. Are we hitting the voicemails or do you have art news for me? Oh, I forgot. I do have art news. All right, guys. So full transparency. Catherine would not tell me about this article. So you are getting a live and unedited response to it as she reads it. Uh, I really wanted to get your thoughts on this. So Van Gogh's suicide gun sells for over $181,000 at auction. Wow. It um, was way over what people thought it was going to sell for. And um, yeah, what do you think about that? What do you think about that? I think it's so sad. It's not an art piece. I didn't know you were going to make this episode morbid. I'm sorry. It's We're not ending it on this note. I just, it, I read it and I was like, that's so sad that the, that people want, maybe that's what it is, that people want the gun that he committed to. Like, why would you want that? I don't want that. I don't want it. Maybe mm-hmm. like a, a museum might have it I don't, for like I historical wonder. reference, but I don't like it. Don't do that. It's the um, the deadliest art, the the most expensive, deadliest art piece I've ever sold. Wow. Mm-hmm. Is it really an art piece, or is it just a? Gun? I don't. I don't think it is. It's not like Van Gogh like painted it first. Mm. I don't approve. I'm now sad. I'm sorry. I just feel like that it doesn't really have a place in art auction. But maybe it, it wasn't an art which, auction. Which auction house sold it? Because uh, if it was Christie's, I mean, I'm I'm throwing a fit. It doesn't Sotheby's? Say. I think I'm it's looking at you. Auction art. Okay, good. Yeah. Sotheby's was actually bought, so it's now a private company. Who bought it? I don't know. Now that's art news <laughs> worth talking about. I almost, <laughs> t- I almost brought that one, but I was like, this one's better. I want to go to the auction house so bad. Uh, we should do that. And then we can recap it on a next Is there a Los podcast? Angeles one? Yeah. There is? Yeah. Sotheby's? I don't know if there's a Sotheby's. So Christie's? Oh my gosh. I don't know. Then I don't want to go. Take me a top tier or take me the none. Okay. okay. I'll look it up. Thank you. Uh, so next topic, <laughs> voicemails. Balumch. And if you would like to call us, hit us at 202-642-ARTS. That's 202-642-2787. Beautiful. <laughs> Wait, let me make sure that was right. <laughs> oh, no. Um, Y'all, I nailed that. Give us a call. All right. And let's hear from our listener. Hi, Ms. Artworld and Lisa. I am Gabby calling from Portland, Oregon, and my question for you is, should public art pieces have applied giving a description or context about the artwork? Thanks for listening to my question. It's going to be very All right, Gabby, thank you so much for calling in. That was like a wonderful question. It ties right into what we talked about today. It is great. 
All right. Should public art have a back? Go, Lisa. I don't know. Part of me says yes in that I like when I walk into a gallery and there is an artist statement or I can get descriptions about the pieces. I like knowing the meaning behind artwork. I like knowing what the artist was thinking. Um, At that same time, sometimes it's up for your own personal interpretation. Mm -hmm. Like an abstract piece of work, it's what you get out of it, not the other way around. I also think some public art pieces are a little bit obvious mm-hmm. um, and probably don't need it. So, so I don't know. I think it really depends on the piece. I, I agree with you completely because... Oh, my God. Thank you so much. Yeah. I mean, the, I don't need to answer this question. I agree with you completely. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, I think back out on my Twin City sculpture garden trip um, where they had plaques, but they weren't too close to the piece so it was you didn't feel like you had to read the plaque and then look at the piece it was hey this is interesting if I want I can walk over to the side area and look at the plaque and that's really how I kind of fell in love with the the ringer I'm sorry what was the bell one more time (laughs) the bell with the missing I'm not recalling dingling there it is (laughs) and uh the tree with the chimes because uh, I, I was able to read and kind of figure out what that was about but I think with some of the street artists having the plaque would take away from this mysteriousness that comes with street art yeah so I, I like having maybe it's more about the historical content context mm-hmm. um, and I also like knowing an artist's name but I don't think that all public art pieces need a plaque. Awesome. I agree. I like that question. I know some people that get really angry if there's not a plaque. Yeah. And I do like in, this is kind of related, but not really, but I like in art galleries where the label of the piece is not right next to the artwork. I like it farther away so that I can kind of enjoy the piece without being distracted by the label. I agree completely. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Great question, Gabby. Thanks, Gabby. Um, so it's time to head out. Um, I have one last important question. Oh, what is it? What are you going to have for dinner tonight? Oh, gosh darn it. This is the day of <laughs> me not being able to pronounce things. This is, I don't know why I do a podcast. It's like torture. <laughs> I don't know why you're friends with me. <laughs> I, it's because I know you have the same problems. <laughs> I just need to discover the words that you can't say and then trick you into saying them on, on, on air. air. Yeah. Before I say what I'm eating for dinner, I would like to do a shameless plug. Um, I have a performance. (laughs) the people can't wait. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I have a performance at Blue Roof Studios on Thursday, which might be the day that you're listening to this. (laughs) June 19th. uh, My performance starts at 730. It is called Frosting. With the exhibit title uh, theme is Let Them Eat Cake Too. And this was curated by Christine Shoemaker, which she was 
on a very early podcast episode, episode with us. Nine? Ten? Oh, I thought she was earlier than 11, that. 12? Somewhere before 30. Yes. <laughs> very <laughs> before 11. 10, I think. <laughs> she was on. And uh, if you're in the downtown Los Angeles area, check that show out. I think it's up for this weekend. Um, and I will be there Thursday, 730. So come on by. All right. And um, don't forget to follow at Miss Art World at art world podcast and at call the Polisa. yeah just hit all three of those accounts up on the insta um so for tonight i'm having lasagna lasagna is that right lasagna uh one more time lasagna yeah, I really you said it too. This is the best you said it all day. I'm kind of disappointed. It's because people have made me say it multiple times. I really, my natural way of saying it or wanting to say it is lasagna. I don't know why. <laughs> so so having the A at the end really throws me. She was episode 11. Oh, good. Good Boom. job. Yeah, check out episode 11. It's a great episode. But more so, just come to the show. Yeah. Should be really interesting and lots of uh, sweets and cakes and all the proceeds go to a, um, a, uh, a nonprofit that, um, helps people with eating disorders. Yeah. And, um, you guys, I can't be there. So some of you need to show up and, and live stream it for me. Yeah. Lisa's got stuff she's got to do. All right, let's not make it sound like that. <laughs> She's got work. Yeah. Let's, be let's be real. She'll be working until 2 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> On an event. Because mm-hmm. that she's in charge of. <laughs> so there's no missing that. Yeah. Dressed up as. I'm, I'm going to be dressed up as Mario. Yep. <laughs> tutu. Is it working? I don't know. It is. I'm going to wear a tutu. Uh, and then like, what are these called? Suspenders, suspenders, <laughs> red shirt and a hat. I'm gonna ride around on a tricycle. It's gonna be great. Yeah, and I might have to do some emceeing. So nice. Well, nice. look at you, podcasting to emceeing. That's what's up, y'all. I made it. Mm-hmm. Just kidding. <laughs> All right, we gotta get out of here. Love you guys. We love you so much. We do. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. <laughs>